Welcome to Whiskey Fent, where we believe every bottle of whiskey has a story to tell. Three guys, one bottle, endless bonding. Here are your hosts, Brian, Evan, and JJ. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Whiskey Fit Podcast. Uh, it's uh, Dr. JJ here again uh, with Evan and Ryan. Uh, today, we have a little bit of a special edition, and uh, we have... I guess technically two recent fathers. One of them's like multi times over. Mm-hmm. So like seasoned pro at this. The other one is brand new to the fatherdom. Uh, and that is uh, Evan. And if I had my little pod track thing set up to do hand clap, it would. So maybe Aaron can do that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Since my wife edits I all wanted, these things. I wanted and, to add that. Yeah. Um, all right. So Evan being the fan, the ever, ever loving fan of Irish whiskeys, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, I went mm-hmm. and did an infinite amount of, actually no research. I just walked through the aisles of, <laughs> of, um, of the, the, the whiskey store and tried to find a whiskey that would one tweak him a little bit because it is an Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hundred proof, the not Irish whiskey. And I wanted to give it to him as a present for being a father. And I wanted to kind of talk about just the joys and the ineptitudes we all feel as brand new fathers. Probably this is more of a, of grandpa sitting on the couch literally today talking about mm-hmm. fatherdom mm-hmm. to the young buck that is getting his ass kicked right now in, mm-hmm. in being a father mm-hmm. because his daughter mm-hmm. isn't sleeping and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is a twist off. So and there it is. Wow, that was actually a nice sound. I liked cool. it, actually. That wasn't bad. Um, but it is 100 proof, which is in that wheelhouse that Evan says he doesn't like because it burns. And it is an Irish whiskey. So this is the double entendre of... First off, stop. <laughs> First off, pour yourself some whiskey. I've never said that I don't like 100 proof. What I have said is that I don't like Tennessee whiskeys and I don't like scotches, which are typically 100 proof and typically come with a high... So it's the bourbon that's 100 proof. A high ethanol or a high alcohol taste and burn. And why we're curious about this with the not, and it is the K-N-O-T, not N-O-T. We're not playing pun on words here, the not Irish whiskey. Like the Celtic knot. Celtic knot. Why we're curious, for those of you out there, so Kilbegan, uh, Proper 12, and then everybody knows Jameson. Those are three really popular Irish whiskeys, and if you've listened to any podcast thus far that we've done, I am a fan of Irish whiskeys. That is the whiskey that I prefer to drink. My own brother makes fun of me for it. I'm not sure why, but he does. However, those three whiskeys are 80 proof. Um, And there is a sense from our little group of three here that the reason that I like it is because there is less alcohol content to it. There's less burn, so therefore it's more refreshing. I have not... Refreshing. I have not had the knot ever before. Nope, I'm nor literally um, going to smell this and taste this for the first time. Um, and it is, thank you for the gift. Um, so emotional. Ryan can cry for me. Um, I'm not going to cry. It's because you, you don't have emotions. You know, you're the Terminator. We also, to this podcast, we added um, some nuts to the middle of the table so people can get fistful of nuts when they do. Um, <laughs> wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. No. If, if they've listened to the E.H. Taylor, really take a step back on that one. Oh, wow. That's an interesting smell, isn't it? Okay, so in that moment, I just took a um, took a sniff, and to, and to be honest, man, I'm going to do that. I'm, 
I'm nervous because I'm reading a review yeah, online. I'm reviewing. Man, that review is horrible. I'm 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 reading two reviews. One that says so, you should use this as a mixer, cooking mixer. Yeah. And one that says, if you like your whiskey strong and Irish, but are looking to branch out, the knot will kiss you like a drunken bar wench. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> I, mean, I just smelled it. So to be honest, so everybody has smelled it now, and it's man, the first thing I can think of, the first. I don't thing, know how to describe it. I have it. I have it spot on, and this is this is already like showing you that I that I love Irish whiskeys. I think of I can't for the life of me I can't remember the name of them but I think of the little butterscotch candies. Oh, yeah. that's it, one hundred percent. Like I think of the yeah. butterscotch candies. That's, exactly, the that's, first that's all thing that, that that's all you need. Here, I'll look it There's up. There's no name. Oh, There's man. no name for it that. Is. It's just butterscotch. What, but it's the butterscotch that comes in a little plastic. Both of my grandmothers yep. used to keep them 100%. in a bowl, and you'd get them, and you you yep. couldn't just have one. There's no other smell for that. You'd have yep. like seven of them, and I want to <laughs> say Snyder's, but it's not Snyder's. I know it's not Snyder's. Oh man. It's the Welters. Is well, it, yes. It's the Welters original. Welters, yes. Yeah, 100%. So, and they come in is. the little circular or oval one and the little dip. I know exactly yeah. what they But anyway, that's the, <laughs> that's the first thing that I smell. This is like episode... I feel like I've made so many mistakes with this whiskey already. <laughs> this is like episode number 15 that we've done. And this is the first time we've all agreed yeah. on the nose. <laughs> cool water. And that was a taste. That was a taste. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is the taste. first nose we've agreed on. Yeah. No, but okay, so. I'm not drinking that first. We, <laughs> we digressed I'm, a little bit. I'm leaving um, that one for Evan, too. <laughs> yes, just, I did. Can we go get Coke and just mix this? No. <laughs> I'm sweet sorry. on sweet. Um, I did just have a beautiful baby daughter uh, not too long ago. My <laughs> wife and I um, are going through the trials and tribulations and the true trials and tribulations. Of uh, of having an infant, anybody that listens to this, um, only those people know. And um, I'm not going to go down that avenue yet. But we're we're learning, and it's everybody says it's a blessing. And and the best way I can describe it, and this is not, this is genuinely not a mean way to describe it, is that when the sun is up, I absolutely love my daughter. Like she can scream, she can yell, she can shit all over herself, like all the things that babies do, and it's it's fine. And we're going to replay this for her on her but, 17th birthday. But man, when the sun goes down, which is you know not too far away as we're recording this podcast, between her amping up her antics and then my patience getting even more thin, I want to fight my daughter. Like, so, I, like that's the what witching I, hour. That's, oh, there's the, those witching hours, man. That's what I want to do. And like and, between for 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 both of my kids, it was like between seven and nine. They had that witching the witching hours. Uh, oh God. Um. Okay, I'm we gotta we gotta pause. I'm gonna cut him off because I just had that neat. Yeah. Good. Didn't see it come. <laughs> Have any of y'all tasted it yet? No. no. I told so you I wasn't going it's taste, So taste it real fast. Just taste it real fast. It's tasty. But it is not what you think that would hit you. What the hell was that? Like, it's not what you... Thus far, I'm how, telling... How is this not a flavored whiskey? So that's what I'm That's what I'm going down is that... So this is a hundred proof... Hold on. So Ryan's got to nerd out. Okay, so we got we to gotta package this all together. And, and we're not being dramatic here, guys, because this is a... I, this it is, is all over the place. It's butterscotch smelling, but then you hit it, and I'll let them neat. I'll let them describe it, but you get 
a, in my eyes, you get a softer taste than Fireball finished with uh, like heavy, heavy fruit, in my opinion. Yeah, it's right. sweet is an <clears throat> understatement. Yeah, like this, this is sweet, but it's not syrupy You're sweet. You're a fast reader, right? Yeah. I want you to look at all the writing on that bottle and see if you see whiskey anywhere oh, in Jesus. anything. Spirits. This isn't a whiskey, is it? It's a liquor. A liqueur. It's a liqueur. So I actually went... Oh, mother of God. It's a liqueur. That's why. It's not a whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, the, whiskey? This, yes. is the, this is the first fella. I'm going to go talk to them about that. So this is funny. I read a couple reviews on this once you brought it, and one of the reviews says it is commonly mistaken as an Irish whiskey. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I read through all of the – it was the one I read all y'all that had all the flavors. Son of a bitch. <clears throat> yep. And this is – okay, so – we take a quick hard right. It's a liqueur, ladies and gentlemen. It is not a whiskey. This is the we have first our first non whiskey. <laughs> this is our first non whiskey. Oh, Jesus, it is a liqueur, and to be a it was in the whiskey mother trucking aisle. So, okay, before we go back to to parenthood, before we go back to parenthood, first, this thing, is a really good example of parenthood. Like you get thrown fucking curveballs all true. the goddamn time. So, I'm so you said it's not syrupy. To me, it's not so and interesting to, because to it's me, exactly it's, the true definition of syrup. Right. Yeah. But to me, and we've, again, we've oh, said multiple times verbiage. Dude, I'm sorry. We've told verbiage that my verbiage is Burn wrong. This one. I'll well, go get not, a real But when I, drink Evan, when I drink Evan Williams or Jack Daniels or any of the true Tennessee whiskeys, I get syrup from those. I don't get syrup from this. I get. Heavy, heavy flavor and sweetness from this. Like this is all right. This is this is a funny visual, and this also I gives you like a jackass look, on this. Look at the bottom there. Product of Ireland and read underneath. Colored, Colored with, with caramel. Yeah, that's why you're getting it. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, this is a little bit of a I, I, I got suckered in by the hundred proof. Right. So only as some people are gonna are gonna get this analogy, but anyway. <laughs> what the in my older age. Fuck. My old age of thirty-two, um, I still do watch Family Guy. All right? Oh yeah! Oh my God. So Family Guy's a cartoon, and there's a uh, there's a couple episodes where um, Carter Griffin or whatever Carter Peterschmidt is the mom or is the excuse me the dad of the main character woman Lois. Anyway, he's got these like millionaire friends. And there's a couple episodes where they all are sitting around a fire and their noses are turned up on how sophisticated they are because they read the Wall Street Journal and they trade stocks and all this. And they're circling this like drink in their hand in front of a fire. Like this is what I imagine that they're drinking in front of is that I'm sitting in front of a fire telling my friends that I traded, what is it, Dogecoin yeah, or Bitcoin called, and yeah. made, you know, a hundred percent on my returns. That's what you get out of this. Is it's a super. This is a dessert. This is the scene. This is the scene out of Titanic when they are like, "Hey, the men are gonna go have cigars and whiskey while the women go and do what women stuff." Where Leonardo DiCaprio is completely yeah. out of his element. Uh-huh. That is all that comes to my head when I taste this right now. Um, this is fantastic because JJ caramel is so flavored sugar, our, sugar water. 
I, it's horrible. I mean, what's it's not worse horrible. is that other bottle of whiskey that I know is good is sitting like within a foot of me. Wait, and Belfour is sitting downstairs, and and like yeah. I'm not. I don't want to finish that. Like I like I'm not pouring. This rules are rules here. First off, so oh shit. All right, so pour it over ice, and y'all can sip it on ice. I'm gonna give my very uneducated oh, two cents right. of Parenthood, and so here is through Parenthood. I've already told you, daylight, love my daughter. Um, dark, I want to fight my daughter. But here is something that has ate at me for a couple years now before I ever had a kid. And I vow to myself, because we now have a few people uh, that are younger than me that are also to be pregnant. And I vow not to do this because it's a pet peeve to the extent of mine. Is the parent, specifically the dad, because I see it in the dads, not the moms, more specifically the dad that plays the just wait card. Like he, he inadvertently scoreboards you by letting you know you have not experienced what oh, you yeah. think you are going to experience by like, bro, just wait. Or he tries Positively to give you Positively or Negatively. See, that's the thing is I don't know it's, if it's positive or negative. It feels like a, hey, man, good luck. But it also feels like a, bro, I've already been through it, and I'm so much harder than you are. Like, oh. that's what it feels like. He's watching scoreboards. Yeah. He's just looking at your score so he can go in and get a better score. Like, it's – I I've, coming. I've vowed – because for the last three years, obviously, we knew kids were in our future. Um and I have most of my group of friends, just like y'all, have always been older. That's been since I was an adolescent. I always had older friends. So I am one of the last ones to have children or at least have my first child. Um, since I've joined the gym, I've gotten some younger friends uh, that are a couple years younger than me that they are actually behind what I am at. But for the last three years, it's like, so you're going to have kids? Yeah, we're probably going to have kids on the horizon. And it's always this... It's not an expression of knowledge. It's an expression of I've been there. You haven't been there. You have no ability to understand what I'm talking about right now. And, and I have told myself I, I refuse to do that because it, it bothers me to all ends. <sighs> that sucks, right? Because you, you have that type of stuff and – and we experienced it a little bit differently. Saying that, I don't think all of them doing it intentionally. Right. No, I no, think no, they I do don't. it as like it's a source of pride to them. Like I've had a kid, I've been through the freaking trenches in in France in World War One. Like I've done my time. <laughs> it's kind of accurate, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's just it's the way that it comes off. And all it does for me personally is like drive me nuts. And it's like, fuck you, bro. Like I can get through what you got through. Like all of us have gotten through. You've all gotten through it. I can sure as hell get with through you got through. So oh, yeah. don't tell me like, just wait, right. brother. Like, no, I'm not doing that. No, there's so uh, like, if I, if I have ever said, just wait to you, it's like, all right, this sucks. Just wait. It gets better. I don't think either of y'all have ever done that to me. Uh, so you're good on that. All right. I appreciate that. So if, if I felt indicted a little bit there, it was, it was because I, I pop off stupid shit all the time. No, you're fine. Um, but part of, part of why, like I don't know if you experienced this when you had kids, but like up here in Frisco, Texas, like suburbia and, and hoity-toity suburbia and all that BS, there was this thing when we had kids. Like it seemed like every family that was just slightly ahead of us was getting like 
ass kicked was an understatement. Like they had the devil child and the mothers did nothing but complain. The fathers were miserable and like they're, they're, they're just talking about this stuff and, and we're walking into it. It's like they were telling Aaron, my wife, um, when she was pregnant, it's like, no, pregnancy is horrible and it's this and it's this and it's this. It's like, just wait. And it's, oh, then the second trimester will be the worst. Oh, then the third trimester. Oh, it'll be horrible. And and like all of these things, like, and then it's like, all right, so like our kids, we were lucky. We, they, they slept through the night. We worked really hard at it and all these other things. But they're like, oh, just wait for the twos. Oh, just wait for the threes. Oh, just wait. I'm like, look, you asshole. Like, they were so adamant. Their their kids were going to define their lives, and they worked so hard to have these kids and all these other things, and they're fucking miserable. And then Aaron and I are sitting there like, we just kind of got pregnant. And, like, oops. Like, no, it is interesting that you get um, – my wife and I, Brittany and I, were, were having this conversation very similar to yours. It's like, man, every time I talk to these certain people, they uh, it's always like negative. Like the like the world is ending, and and everybody always asks the same questions: Are you getting any sleep? How's having a newborn? Yada yada yada. Same questions. And one of the conversations I had with a, a friend that's the same age as I that we all know is is um, you have two choices when you have a child. And Ryan is, is about to speak because Ryan is is the – if there's anybody that I'm going to listen to, it's the guy that's been through this now five times. Um, but one of the things that I discussed with this gentleman is that you really have two choices when you have a kid. You have – this is, by the way, we are breaking so many rules. I'm not drinking that again. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat. That's right. not bad. <clears throat> so, I fucked this one up. Is that you can either have a kid and your life revolves around the kid, or you can have a kid and you can tell the kid, strap on, we're rolling. We're going. We're, we're going. And that has since been Brittany and I's kind of mentality moving forward. Um, just so that everybody is aware before Ryan gives his, his dad talk. So we have done, this is probably episode 15. We've had two guests. Um, whenever this comes out, this comes out. This is the first, and we've had Kentucky Dale. We've had Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> we have had, um, I don't even know, what's Wild the one that I called Cool Water that you brought, Ryan? Oh, that um, was, was that the Black Velvet? That was, we've had Black Res- Reserve, Special Reserve. <laughs> yeah. That was Special Reserve. We've had Special Reserve Black Velvet, and every time all of us have at least drank it neat yeah. and drank it on ice. And I had a sip of it on ice. I've always finished mine. No, Ryan, this is a break. No, Ryan and JJ one. have pushed away their not, uh, not, not whiskey, if you will. No, no longer playing puns. Right. It's not whiskey. No, it's, a, it's, it's, it really isn't a pun. So they've broken rules. I, I mean, that's plain and simple. They've broken uh-huh. rules. But Ryan, go ahead and go. <laughs> if I can be here. honest, I'll throw up if I drink that whole glass. <laughs> it's bad. If I, if, if you pull out a bottle of like Goldschlagers or Firewater, which was my go-to in high school, man, man, really, I even, may throw up. Man, even if on I ice, drink that, I will throw up. Yeah, even on ice, it is. It's worse. You're drinking straight butterscotch. It's worse. Dude, it's it is so 
Sweet. I okay, know. hold on. We got to do right, Sorry. We, 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 one thing is weird. Okay. The, this is off the rails. Absolutely right. off the rails. Before Ryan gives his tidbits mm-hmm. on fight, we do have to say it's awful because we thought it was a whiskey. Yeah. We have zero, sure. we have zero concept. I was excited for Anybody this that out there that's listening to this, we don't want you to think that the knot is a really, really bad liqueur. Might be great. It yeah, it could I'm, be a fantastic liqueur. Just not, we have no concept it. of liqueur. F- All right, so let, let's let's try to change our mindset with this. What the hell would you do with this stupid thing? What are liqueurs? Aren't they like mixers, right? Or are they mixers or after dinner dessert drinks or something? I don't know. I don't know if I would do it after dinner. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Well we wouldn't. You've had five kids. Give your tidbit on five kids. Oh, this While you're giving your tidbit on five kids. Burn this one down. We're going to figure this out. Do we have enough time? No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Alyssa and I, when we started having kids in Virginia, we were you know the same age or maybe a little bit younger than all of the friends and folks that I kind of hung out with. And we hung out with on the fire department. And that's what I did in Virginia when we were there. But we were the only ones that had kids. And um, that part was rough because we still wanted to be young and we still wanted to hang out and do all the things that we were all doing. Like, you know, I had men's league softball on Tuesday and Thursday nights and we wanted to go to on vacation and we wanted to go to this bar and restaurant and we wanted to go to Vegas, do all these things. And we just kind of made the pack after having our first child, Roman, who's now 13, he'll be 14 in August. We just kind of made a pact like what you said a little bit ago, Evan, where it was like, you know what? We're just going to live our life. Like, we're not going to change a whole, whole lot. I mean, we're going to make sure obviously he's taken care of and safe. But we're just going to kind of still live our life. And this is how far we went. And Alyssa and I have this conversation all the time. We always tell a story. It's so ridiculous and so hilarious at the same time. But Roman was six months old. This is ridiculous. Roman was six months old. And uh, every year in um, Vegas, there's a 9-11 Memorial softball tournament. And, well, if you listen to the Horse Soldier episode of this podcast, you know how special 9-11 is to me and, of course, all of my fire firefighting friends in Virginia. So we would go to Vegas every year in April, May for this softball tournament. And Roman at the age of six months, went along with us. And uh, one of my buddies, Andy, who I've talked about on this podcast before, my best buddy from Virginia, he had two younger cousins that lived in Florida. And we agreed to fly them out to Vegas. They stayed in his hotel room, but they watched Roman when we were out and about. So we're in Vegas for like five days with a six-month-old. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. So we would get up at like 5 in the morning. We had to be at the softball fields at 7 a.m. Because May in Vegas is right. still freaking hot. We'd pay from about, we'd play maybe from 7 to noon or 7 to 1. And then we'd go to the hotel and we'd shower, sometimes take a short nap, but then go to the pool, drink and hang out. And Roman would be with us. Baby would be with us in the pool. And we'd go back to the hotel room, 6 or 7, shower. And we would go out and the cousins would stay with Roman. And we'd go out. Eat, drink, dance, whatever we would do. Well, I didn't dance because you all know me. But, you know, we come back at 1 or 2 in the morning and Roman would be sleeping in a hotel room and then he'd be up all night after that. And 5 a.m., we'd do it again the next day. It was just the most ridiculous thing. And looking back on it, it's one of those things that we would probably change. Um, 
But with that being said, the whole fatherhood thing, motherhood, and just having children, period, it's really interesting to me. And one thing that I know that I have been blessed with is that if if you know Alyssa, if you know my wife Alyssa, and even more if you know her mother, Mary Jane, if you know them, they are very successful people. They're very driven people. They're very, uh, it really doesn't matter the situation of what it is, like they're going to overcome it. Alyssa was raised where essentially it was like she would fall off the swing set or fall off something and hurt her arm. And essentially her mom would say, is it broke? No. Okay, then you're fine. Go ahead. Stop crying. You'll be fine. Like that's the way she was raised. So that's really the way that we have raised our kids as far as like, yeah, nighttime sucks. Being tired all day sucks. But you just deal with it. Like you just do it and you just go on with it. And I am by no means the expert in that. Like I'm not even good at that. Even with baby number five who were seven months into this thing, I suck at it. Like (laughs) Alyssa registered when we had Valor, which is our fifth child we just had seven months ago. Alyssa registered for a sound, two sound machines, one for him and one for me. <laughs> this is how much my wife loves me. I have a sound machine next to my bed on my nightstand where I plug my phone in every night to charge. There's a sound machine there that I turn on, and it's amazing. I should have done this years ago. Anyway, <laughs> so I turn that thing on meditating at night. One of these so days. essentially, when Valor wakes up at night, and he still does at least once a night now, I don't even hear him. You know, we have him on the monitor, but she puts the monitor on her side of the room and I don't even hear him. So I'm just super blessed with this wife that takes on this motherly role and just, if she's got to get up at night, she'll get up at night. She's still going to go to work and lock her eight hours or 10 hour day the next day. And she just deals with it. I always feel like I'm in a different situation with a lot of things we talk about, especially with this one. Yeah. So, I don't, it has nothing to do with me. Well, it does have to do with me. Parallel to it is six months you took your kid to a um, to a softball Dick. tournament. Oh yeah. Um, my mother, God, God love her. My father, God love him sometimes. Uh, when I was eleven days old, all right, I had a brother that was five. I was eleven days old. Um, my parents took us to a Rangers game. Now, we were born in June. My oh, name. Jesus. So they took us to and a Rangers game. this is the old school Rangers ballpark. Took us to a Rangers game. And then there was a two-hour rain delay nice. that they sat through because, by God, we paid for these tickets. We're staying at this damn game. Okay. So, I understand that. So we come from that family as well. And, and to be honest, I don't... They look, we are a very simple species. We act like we like to act like we're super, super complex. Right. America is infantile compared to every other civilization ever. But we like to act like, and I get in this argument with some of my friends as well that's like, well, we should be better than we were in the 70s. And it's like, you do realize that the 70s was 40 years ago, and you're talking about a species that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. So you want us to be exponentially better over like 2% of our life ever. Even less. Depends. 
even less. Oh, 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 two. Come on. But anyway, when a baby was born and we lived in caves, right? Like the baby had to go along, and like we had to roll, we had to go. Now I hear everybody's argument, and I hear everybody's statement. It's like, well, life expectancy's gone up, and you don't want to live like. Yes, life expectancy's gone up. All of the things have gone up. It's got that's because of antibiotics. Like all of these, we can argue it. Yes. Things have gotten a lot better. Right. However, what has not changed is yeah. our ability to adapt and just survive. And I do love and I appreciate our doctor did not tell us this, but our doctor was great. A lot of doctors will tell. It's like they'll tell the parents, it's really hard to kill a baby because it, it, it genuinely, yeah. yeah, like their point is well received in the fact that babies are really durable. Yeah. I've heard some parents. Or they heard, bounce. I've heard some really doctors well. say babies bounce. Yeah. Like in the fact that like it, you just heard a doctor say it. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, the doctor. Just I think said I might have actually said that to him at once. Like, and so and Brittany, my wife and I, we've continued to to really like we've gone out to eat at she was two weeks old. We've mm-hmm. gone and stayed over the night at places like you just find a way to adapt to your situation because you're you don't want <clears throat> and what I have seen before, just in my young life is is when you do let that young infant manipulate your life to the mm, point sure. where you change your life is that you can inhibit that infant right where they, they, where they don't grow the way that they're supposed to grow so i've been at this for five and a half six weeks guys <laughs> i don't know shit that's yeah. our plan and we're rolling with it right yeah. now is that we're gonna keep on knocking that rock out and we're going to, we're going to see if that rock will break. You can respect the schedule and understand that an infant stays on a schedule and there's nothing wrong with that. Like you can respect that. Uh, And you should, because, because they are definitely very schedule driven on the flip side. You don't want the baby to control everything and control every minute of every day, right? You have to live in it. And I can remember when we had Roman, um, and my mother-in-law and coming and staying with us, and you know, she was there when she was there when uh, when Rome was born. And I can remember when we came home, and it was you know we're home one or two days, and we're. She probably asked me a question, and I'm whispering. I'm like, I'm not sure, Mary Jane. What are you talking about? She's like, Why are you whispering? Why are you being quiet? And I was like, Well, Ro- Roman's sleeping upstairs. She's like, So this isn't the first baby you're going to have. So just get them used to noise and don't worry about it. Just roll on with the noise. Cause if your house is not going to be quiet when you have more than one kid. And literally to this day, just like I just told you that story, that's still her voice telling me that resonates in my mind and where it's like with Valor, we brought him home and it was like, he was home. And the next thing you know, we had, you know, the music on in the, in the, in the living Four room banging out it just is what it is like we're just rolling with this thing we're like we're not trying to be quiet like we're not tiptoeing around the house or whatever it is so so with us with with ours and like from we were like comparatively to the adam household the gregor household was very helicopterish um like we we were ultimately schedule driven right so it was like we had our we had our windows of things we did and we just moved around the baby schedule didn't stop us from moving we just moved yeah. with the baby schedule so it's like all right it's getting fed here it's going to nap here all right so we're going to play in the nap it's going to be in the car while we're going to this place right and sure, doing right. these types of things so right. we just like hyper mobilized that baby got off a little bit it's like started 
fucking with shit and started pissing us off. But we had six dogs at that point in our life. So that's six, a problem. Yeah, no, that's that's there's there's probably a mental condition with that. We probably could. How many dogs do you have now? Three plus a puppy. So four. Okay. That's not ours. Mm-hmm. That's a foster. So four dogs. Go ahead. It's not our foster. It's mm-hmm. it's it's going away. It's in your house though. It's in our house. So we have four plus a master bathroom model. Anyway, um, that's an aside <laughs> because of whiskey. So we um, and an ACL <laughs> surgery on one of those dogs. Not whiskey. Not whiskey at all. It's the liqueur. I'm going to blame the liqueur on this one. Um, but so we just rolled with it, but we were hyper scheduled with things and they traveled with it. Like it was because our family lives thousands of miles away. It is it, it, it like there are 12 to 14, 16, 20 hour drives yeah. to get to our family. So yeah. our kids, um, by the time they were three or four, had like 30, 40,000 miles of travel oh, on yeah. airplanes. So like you the, just use the same quantification as like a as a golf cart to a kid or yeah. like a vacuum. Well, no, to but, a the, kid. but but so they you just adapt. measured you just measured your kid in I miles. Did. That's fine, but because I got free tickets out of it, mm-hmm. that's fair too. Roman did too. Unless you should travel with Roman everywhere for the first couple of years, and it was one of those things like like they have they have thousands tens of they probably have hundreds of thousands of miles on American Airlines. Because the, we just traveled with them, and they are um, they are world class travelers. They lost their mind a little bit. They 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 like they know how to do the 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 the, the security stuff. Like they're they're world class, man. They are badass at that stuff. Like they can travel through that stuff because they've been adapted to it. Talking about that stress stuff, yeah. Like they've been through it. And like they're fine. We, uh, it, it's that's the thing. They're going to survive. Yeah, and they're going to make it. Through. This too shall pass, and. It sucks, but she's talking to you already. I'm yeah, here. It's kind of cute on cue right there. I know, right? It, I don't know if it's picking it, up. Mics are picking it up. But it's like, awesome. like with our kiddos, they are. There is nothing to this day in in our kiddos. I guess now are uh, thirteen, eleven, nine, and seven, and then seven months, and there's nowhere that we won't go or there's nothing that we won't do with any or all of them. And it's because we've never stopped doing what we've needed to do. If we need to go to Arkansas, uh, you know, with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and spend the weekend or go for 24 hours, we do it. If we need to go to the mother-in-laws for a day or two days, we do it. I mean, we just do whatever we need to do and the kids come along. And because we've always done it that way, that's all they know. They're just going to grow up in the environment that they grew I up think that's in. Better for them, in all honesty. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the flexibility that they have. I mean, it. There is no. It, there is not a lot. It's funny because people will text me sometime, and be like, "Hey, you know, when you have a free thirty minutes or something, let's grab a drink or let's do this or let's do that." And it's like, motherfucker, what are you talking about? Like free thirty minutes? Yeah, I got laundry to do. Yeah, or this, the grass, or something like. There is no free time. Like right. all of my time is budgeted for. Mm-hmm. Right. But in a good way. Yeah. You know, in a, in a good thing. And it's just, uh, and one thing that I told Evan, we can start closing this thing up. But I know the, the one thing that, that I learned, I don't know, baby number two or baby number three, but one thing that I learned that I told Evan, I remember a couple of weeks ago when we had this conversation was 
your schedule of things that you want and your schedule of things that you want to do are great. But if that baby doesn't want to do it at that time, you just can't do it at that time. And, you, and you've got to give some of that up. And so there, there is a certain point to where it's like, well, I know I need to go to Costco and I want to go to Kroger. But if the baby's not cooperating at that point, you just don't do it. Audible. You got you got to audible and you got to just, you know what? I'm just going to kick it. And I've done so much of that with Valor. And at 41 years old, it's kind of nice to where I'll get his ass in the afternoon and we'll come home. And it's like, I know I want to do this, that, or this. And then he falls asleep in my arm while I'm sitting in the chair. And you know what? I'm just going to take an hour nap. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sleep with him while he sleeps. Lazy Screw it, man. I'm out. That's right. No, I'm lazy. At 41, at, at 41 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I don't know. I guess if my is, seven-month-old wants so, to take a nap on a Thursday, I'm taking a nap. I mean, it's, I guess this is, this is a major difference between the, the two of you, right? You started early. You relatively started early. You were 32. First kid at 32, yeah. yeah. I was 35, so a little bit ahead of you, yeah, not much. But your energy levels and shit like that, you're you're in your 20s, um, comparatively to me. Right, right, right. Testosterone levels are so high. Possibly. He got strong like bull. Um, so, like, man, my ass would sleep. Like, we would just take naps. Like, if if I'll still, like, no, I had, you, you just. You but he will, needs to do that. You will take, like, I'm telling you. He needs to learn that like, shit. That's what I'm he's not, missing right now. He needs to sleep when that you baby can take sleeps. Any, like, he needs to learn that. Like, uh, it doesn't have to be every day. There is a glory in a nap. I know, first off, don't get me twisted here, guys. Love naps. But have lots of things that we continue to get done. And that's a different conversation. No, 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 no. On every electronic electronic device on the backside, there's a red button that you have to push to reset. And every now and then you need to push your red button. So so here's the the other side of this too is like, look, like this is the one thing that I've learned. No matter how many patients call me, no matter how many things, their, their emergency is not my emergency. Right. And no matter how many times that shit's got to get done, unless your house is burning down, you're out of food, which it, that ain't freaking happening in today's right, society. Because right, right. you can order that shit. Right. Like, you ain't going to get fired for saying, hey, I, like I was indisposed for an hour. Right. You ain't going to get fired. You ain't going to lose a friend. You ain't going to not have food in your pantry. Right. Then shut the fuck up and take the fucking nap. Eh. Eh. I mean... Nah, no, that's your brain. That that's your that's your cortex saying I gotta do this to make myself like be happy. Now fuck that. No sleep. Get yourself done. JJ's going on a tangent. Yeah. So clarification, real fast. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Of liqueur, so that we can judge this the right way. Oh Jesus! No, we're we're screwing this one. We're not screwing this one. JJ messed up, but we're gonna we're gonna just like a baby throws a monkey wrench on a regular <laughs> this basis is into so your oh with that um, into your daily schedule. JJ threw us a monkey wrench into our podcast. So a liqueur is designed to be super sweet. It's generally flavored with sugars. Uh, it can be sweet uh, flavored with herbs. Spices, fruits, we've already talked about that this is super crazy sweet. However, what we did kind of knock out, and as I was joking at the very beginning with all those different, uh, this is what I think of, it is meant to be drank neat, sometimes on ice. Some you will even get heated. Um, And it is meant also, I'm literally getting this from the internet right now, is that it is mixed at times with coffee and cocktails, but... I could go with coffee on that. But yeah. 
if it's mixed with a cocktail, it's done in a manner um, where you pour it over a spoon to make a layered drink. So you don't actually, if you've ever seen drinks before where it's like they look like two different drinks because the top will be like white and the bottom will be black, Guinness has done this a lot. That is what liqueurs are used for is to make layered drinks um, and then to be drank neat. So personally, if you were to tell me, hey, you're going to have one finger, maybe two fingers of this post-dinner during the winter outside with a cigar in your hand, I could probably get on board with that as a dessert. No different than a dessert wine mm. or any other dessert liquor. liqueur. I could get on board with this. But coming into it thinking it's a whiskey, it was fucking terrible. Oh, it's fucking awful. Oh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't even... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess being blindsided by it. Thanks, GJ. Being blindsided by it didn't, Dude, it didn't help. It wasn't very good. It's fine. They put it in the fucking whiskey. Yeah, up. it's fine. Uh, <laughs> but being blindsided by it, it was one of those things where where I'm sure that was more dramatic than it needed to be. But on the flip side of that, I'm pretty sure that if you brought me this tomorrow, same way, neat or on ice, it it immediately makes my stomach curl. So there's, there's no way I could drink this again. I don't again. think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, there's no but way I, I also could drink don't it think again. that... I just don't know anything about liqueur, and I don't drink liqueur, and I'm just, we didn't do it right I anyway, feel. so it doesn't matter. All right, so so I'll finish it up because the simple fact that I effed that one up. Um, man, wow, did I screw the pooch on that one. Mm-hmm. Look, it's a it's, it mix it with that shit with coffee. Um, it was in the whiskey aisle. I was looking around, and like I screwed up. It was, it's not bad. I think I could actually do it with coffee i think that's maybe the only way like i think if we were re- irish coffee if we thing. rewind this podcast 41 minutes ago and jj does his introduction and he says after much or no <laughs> that's actually accurate <laughs> i'm pretty sure he says after much or no it was in the whiskey aisle oh my god so i'm pretty sure he didn't look I it trusted, up at all look i trust the people at i won't say it because i'd like to shop there again. yeah let's not do that but i, I trusted the people there to properly place a whiskey in the whiskey aisle the irish whiskey aisle he went into the irish whiskey aisle he saw the celtic cross on the front of the bottle yeah. and grabbed it and walked and out. 100 proof you know what you proof. Yeah. there's a reason uh, why so that, next time uh, you walk in and try to get some whiskey or bourbon what's the age it has a twist off cap Maybe you shouldn't get it. What's the yeah. age old? Well, first off, Jameson has a twist off cap, oh, so does? you bet. Yeah, you bet. You back off on that. Um, <laughs> the age old uh, adage: never judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Judge this book. Um, until next time. Hopefully, we bring you a whiskey next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank y'all for listening to our fatherly talk, and oh, we'll yeah. catch up with you guys in the future. <laughs>